Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The first Sunday of the NFL season is here, and the excitement continues with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Bet just $1 on any football game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 78, season 2 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Did I say Wed Wings or Red Wings? I don't know. Feels like I said Wed Wings. Um, it is it is late. It is midnight. Um, I am recording this on September 6th, so it is officially Labor Day. Uh, so I don't have to worry about screwing any of the, um, you know, I'm recording this on Sunday and you're listening to this on Labor Day. Yeah, no, it's already Labor Day. Way too late for Matt to be doing this. So, as uh, we have been saying in the offseason, another quickie episode. Let's go over Philip Aronik uh, signing a three-year deal, uh, the $4.4 million, uh, AAV. Of course, 53rd uh, overall pick uh, for the Detroit Red Wings in 2016. Um, we'll get into a little bit more of the details uh, in a second, though. Um, and uh, we'll discuss where the Red Wings sit. Uh, Red Wings? God, it still feels like I'm saying Wed Wings. Okay, this is... This is going to be a fun one. Uh, we'll discuss where the wings sit. Let's say that. Let's just say the wings. Uh, where they sit salary cap-wise. Uh, and uh, what we have left to do, uh, because I think I had been stating incorrectly uh, that uh, Heronic would be that last uh, I to dot and T to cross. But, of course, we do have one left. It's just a super small contract we have to worry about. 
and uh, we'll, we'll give you guys uh, the update on the old uh, Elias Pettersson offer sheet watch, and we'll base uh, our conversation on how the uh, Jesperi Kotkaniemi situation all folded out. And uh, and the last thing, we'll just kind of celebrate uh, the NHL, the IIHF uh, coming to an agreement, sending uh, sending our players hopefully to the Olympics. With of course, um, of course. There's an asterisk. It's the NHL. Of course, there's an asterisk. Of course, nothing's in stone, um, but we'll see. All right. Well, you guys should see this if you're watching us on YouTube uh, on the screen popping up. Uh, the cap hit the 4.4 million uh, for Philip Ronick is going to follow him for three years. Uh, he's taking up 5.4% of the cap. Um, $500,000 signing bonus this year, uh, but ultimately... This is right in the range of what we expected with Philip Peronic. This is actually a, a super easy contract to digest as a Red Wings fan. If if you were looking for a way to think about this, or uh, you, you just were were hoping to uh, to get some juicy drama out of this uh, contract signing, I, I really feel like this is just. Again, uh, I think I, I I just put in the intro there, dotting eyes, crossing T's kind of thing because. Um, there wasn't going to be a huge uh, spot for Heronic to stand on in regards to trying to eat a huge contract or earn one, only because all of the deep analytics suggests that he struggles mightily, uh, despite all the ice time that we give him. Uh, but on the flip side, this was something, too, I think very important for the Red Wings to lock up because this is a guy who does eat so many freaking minutes for the Red Wings. And uh, if, if this wasn't something that... I would say relationship-wise, wasn't just inked in and put into place before training camp or anything like that. You know, that that would be something where I'd I'd kind of start to sweat a little bit. I wouldn't have any, um, I, I would say, issues with with expecting the contract to be signed. I, I didn't think there was a chance that Heronic was there, there were going to be any issues. But just to say, from a relationship perspective, uh, sometimes those things can wear a little bit thin when they just can't get done. And even if you want to come at me, hey, that stuff happens. It does. It absolutely does happen. But they're also human beings. You, you would know that Philip Aronik wouldn't want anything to like um, stall or prevent uh, just a regular start to the season. Uh, so it didn't happen. I think that's where we just go. All right, cool. Homework's done. Now we can move on. Um, and like I said, very easy cap hit to swallow. So let's pull up, uh, as I mentioned, a second ago, we want to take a look at the Detroit Red Wings' uh, uh, current cap space uh, and what we're hitting right now. Um, we're looking right now the cap hit at sixty-seven million uh, with some change thrown in there. Uh, projected cap space then puts us around fourteen million. And um, like I said, we still have one more guy to sign, which would be Giovanni Smith. Uh, so we can pull this up right now. Um, just taking a quick look at what evolving hockey has to say. They, they've just got him at around eight sixteen, 16. Um, and that's just, you know, you're throwing in comparable players uh, where they sitting at the same age, uh, same type of contract. And here's what it spits out. Uh, saying a one year term is most likely. Uh, and I think when we did the predictions, we just threw in the eight fifty. it seems pretty standard. Uh, so yeah, Giovanni Smith will be eating up close to a million. So that's where, Backing up to what the cap space is, um, puts us in that $13 million range once we can get uh, Giovanni locked up. Because I also think, uh, while cap friendly doesn't necessarily have him listed as uh, a roster uh, uh, 
currently a forward on the roster. Uh, I think you can lock him in there at least um, at the start of the season once things get rolling. Um, I, I <laughs> don't slot him in for 82 games. Uh, if you guys have some sort of side bets going on that you can find in DraftKings that I haven't found yet, but uh, surely um, I think an opening uh, night spot somewhere on the roster, even if uh, even if he's wearing a suit and not actually dressed for uh, that opening night game. All right. Where am I going with uh, the information exactly in regards to uh, bringing up Hironic assigned? I think you guys should be fine with this contract. Uh, Giovanni Smith coming up next. Um, and I think we're going to be super fine with that contract. 13 million left. Oh, of course. What's Matt doing? He's 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 having a little bit of fun with y'all because it's time for my favorite segment, the uh, Patterson Offer Sheet Watch. All right, so <laughs> a week ago, uh, we were discussing the Pedersen offer sheet watch in regards to what was going on with the Yasperi Kotkaniemi uh, situation. I, I actually deemed it on uh, Twitter to be a fiasco, only because I, th I think Carolina, and if you don't remember, Carolina put in the offer sheet, threw in some reminders, uh, threw, threw in some reminders to Montreal Canadiens offer sheet on Sebastian Ajo, including Sebastian Ajo's number being figured into the $20 signing bonus. And of course, Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account um, not holding back uh, when the announcement was made of the offer sheet. Uh, kind of just thrown out there, hey, uh, we never forget. Uh, that might not be verbatim of what they said, but it's pretty close, uh, pretty darn close to it. So... <clears throat> Labeling this as a fiasco because clearly I, I think Carolina just wanted uh, Montreal to be put in the situation where there was a large contract on the table. And I think they were expecting Montreal to just go ahead and take it. Um, because uh, as, as people who spend more time thinking about the Carolina Hurricanes have, have pointed out um, online, um, I mean, for one, this isn't the best contract in the world and I can pull up the graphic right now, just showing you that, um, you know, the $6.1 uh, million contract he's going to be walking away with is about $4 million over, as you can see now, $4 million over what Evolving Hockey was uh, projecting for Yasperi Kokanyemi. So, uh, look, I think Carolina got the worst end of this deal, and I think it was because it was motivated by, um, I, I guess, trying to get back at Montreal rather than just trying to better your team. Right. So there, there's where the main problem lies. And I think I brought that. I wanted to bring this up to at least relate it to the Elias Pettersson situation and still crossing our fingers that there's a chance there's an offer sheet of coming. Um, and I get it every, every couple of days, I get another comment on our uh, episode about putting an offer sheet out on Pettersson and, um, you know, the comments are, I think the most recent one was, all right, good luck with your pipe dream. Look, I get it. We're still having fun. We like talking about it. We cross our fingers, man, it would be great, but that's the difference, right? We're, we're talking about, this is bettering the team. Um, uh, this is something where we're taking that risk to do that. And, and again, that's where Carolina loses this because the motivations clearly weren't about Yasperi Kotkaniemi. It was about the Montreal Canadiens and for Detroit and Vancouver, I see no animosity. I would just see there Iserman saying, I want a first center. I want a first line center. And this is my best way. I'm going to get that done. Um, 
so to sort of wrap up this conversation, uh, I, I guess it, it would it would make sense for me to kind of say what what happened here. But uh, Montreal says, OK, you can have them. They get a first round and a third round pick from Carolina. And they immediately turned around and traded for Christian Dvorak uh, from the Arizona Coyotes. So as I put Carolina as a loser of this situation, again, mainly because of their motivations, I think. Cook and Yemi has some potential, but they clearly overpaid on him. So even if you want to make the argument, hey, they got a pretty they got a pretty decent player now in their lineup, way overpaying him. Even if it is even if it just ends up being two full years that they're overpaying him, uh, that's that's money that could go elsewhere. And I, I'm still saying main point here motivations for doing it, why they lose. Uh, but Montreal, I really like the idea of them just saying, fine, you want to play this game. Have Coke and Yemi, give me your draft picks. I just don't like what they did next. And uh, the the uh, trading away a first round pick uh, for Christian Dvorak, I I will not. Uh, you know, I, I'd confess that I have not followed uh, Dvorak's career close uh, by any means, but it was one where at least my initial reaction, the words that came to mind were oof. And, you know, it, it, if you take a look at like the J Fresh player card for Dvorak, it looks better than Kutkanyemi, but uh, somebody painted a pretty nice picture of, uh, you know, 35 points, I think, off the top of my head for Kutkanyemi. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, the difference of like 38 points uh, for Christian Dvorak and comparing their two ages of a four year difference and saying, all right, well, which player would you rather have at this point? And I, I think when you, you draw it that way, it's pretty clear, you know, one who has more potential for growth looks like the better choice. Um, I'll, I'll just say this. It wasn't something where I, I think Montreal needed to act this fast, but I think that they had this trade ready to go and they had to move some point. This was probably the best offer they had and they wanted to have something to go on the same day so that they knew that if they were going to let Coke and Yemi go, they had something else to fall back on. I just don't think that this improves their team. I don't think this makes them better. Uh, so to say bye to Coke and Yemi and to bring in Dvorak, that this, this is not doing that in any way. Uh, so the winner, <laughs> I would say, is Arizona in this situation. Um, I think they just kind of lucked out being being here. I, I clearly they do not have a ton of plans this season to be making a Stanley Cup run. They have a buttload of first round picks. They are trying their darndest to land Mr. Shane Wright. I, I uh, hats off to him. <laughs> Why not? It looks like this whole organization has needed a reset button. It doesn't even look like they have a home right now. So I mean, Dvorak didn't need to stay in Arizona because who knows where. Uh, they're going to be playing hockey. Um, but <laughs> just to kind of wrap this all up, if, if there, if there was still some question as to like, all right, well, Arizona can't really win this because, uh, well, you know, they're in this position, their organization is just completely, I don't know. I'll just say F to get to this next point. Uh, but the, the clear winner here and when all is said and done is yes, Barry Coke and Yemi. <laughs> A kid has not earned this contract in any way, shape, or form. I I do think he gets put in a better situation in Carolina, but um, you know I'm not going to be rooting for Carolina this year. I was last year, but uh, the Tony D'Angelo thing has irked me quite a bit. Um, but if I'm, you know, I can pull away from that, and I can still look at Carolina and say, all right, there's there's pr 
probably a better shot there. But even like this mess in Carolina now, I, I love the question that's being asked. Why did you offer sheet Coke and Yemi? Uh, a guy that not a lot of people are looking at and saying, for sure. Oh, for sure. This guy's got that first line potential. Um, and you you go in that route. And then you also in the same offseason traded away your Calder <laughs> goaltender, um, who's now a Detroit Red Wing, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic. So, you know, it's just you're talking out of two sides of your mouth, saying you don't want to pay him. The difference wasn't that far based on what we saw on the, the final contract signing between Adelkovich and the Detroit Red Wings and what Carolina was, you know, posting on social media. And it, it just, you know, it begs the question, why, why go, why go in one direction with Coke and Yemi and go in a completely different direction with a guy who's made his way through your system to, to find some success. And I could only think of one guy to ask. And, um, Hey, I have him now. It is our GM, Mr. Steve Eiserman. You'd have to ask them why why they were comfortable doing that. I don't know. Ah, Steve, you know, I kind of, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, so unfortunately, we can't talk to Carolina, figure out what the hell is going on there. But um, what I hope you guys will do is uh, check out uh, our, our next episode uh, because we'll be celebrating the uh, relationship with the NHL and the IIHF and uh, moving into the Olympics. We're going to play the game if the Olympics actually happened, and we'll let you guys know who we think has a legit shot of going to the Olympic uh, Olympics this year from uh, our beloved Detroit Red Wings. Um, but to kind of turn this into a part of the podcast, uh, I will share this now. Uh, this is coming from uh, Sports Illustrated as part of the deal. So let's just, let's just, before I say this, it is official. This relationship locked in. I don't know if we call it a contract partnership. Here we go. NHL players are going to the Olympics as it stands right now. And I put that on there because as a part of the deal, the NHL and NHLPA can still back out if the COVID-19 situation worsens to the point where it is not safe for the players to travel or if cancellations arise during the regular season due to COVID-19 related issues. Players have the right to decline to go to the Olympics without excuse me, any consequence. Um, another major point, there will not be any insurance for any COVID-related illnesses. According to a memo sent out to the players, the IOC and the IIHF refuse to pay for the cost and instead put the risk on the players. So what we just did here uh, was tell the players you can go, but if there's, you know, any of these situations arise, especially with the insurance side of this thing, um, they're super fucked. So I... I think the NHL approved already uh, with the last Olympics that they prefer to not go. So what they're setting up right now is a situation where, I mean, we're, we're already seeing uh, major movie studios pull big movie releases that are supposed to be coming the end of the year. So I, I would just say, if you are counting on your favorite uh, hockey player making it to the Olympics, if you want to see uh, Dylan Larkin play for Team USA, uh, don't hold your breath. Uh, I, I think I think right now what the NHL has set up is is quite a nifty little situation where they're putting the players in this uh, horrible spot where they're going to have to say like you know this could turn out pretty poorly for us so we can't go and and the NHL will also as I've mentioned they've already proved they don't want to go by not going to the last Olympics. Um, I I think with that being 
in the books, in the record books, that's where they stand. They've now created this situation where the players are um, are going to have to take care of themselves if problems really arise while they're at the Olympics, like I mentioned with the insurance issues here. Uh, but while they already go into this not wanting to go, they're, they're basically walking into this situation where if things get, I would say, just a little bit worse than they are now the nhl is immediately going to take that stance of we probably shouldn't go and then the idea that there isn't anything for the players to fall back on in regards to the ioc and the iihf um God, i really feel like i say that weird iihf um it's it's just this perfect situation where the nhl is going to get their way and you know who knows what goes on behind closed doors um are, are they in cahoots i I don't really know. I'm just, I think the main point of this is just don't hold your breath on those Olympics uh, being filled with NHL players. Um, just, you know, I think we're excited. It was announced more hockey always equals a thumbs up. It equals good, but we don't have that more hockey until I'm actually watching it. So just whew, be careful. <laughs> Sorry for the bad news. Jeez. Um, all right. So just to kind of wrap up the show here, I hope you guys, uh, are are still checking out uh, bodpodcast.com brothersofdiscussion.com if you do want to support the show the best thing you can do is head on over to the shop page uh, find one of those nifty Red Wings rant uh, shirts or sweatshirts and of course we have the Iserplan fleece fleece which I am a huge fan of uh, we have the mugs hey uh, COVID's uh, the numbers are getting back up grab those masks uh, but uh, stay safe please God stay safe um but yeah, if, uh, if that uh, if that's going to break the bank, um, the easiest thing you can do uh, to help support the show, go on over to Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an account, create one and uh, give us a five star review. Give us give us a you know one of those beautiful written out reviews. We'd love it. Um, we're at five stars right now as our average, but let's keep let's keep the record going. Uh, let everybody uh, everybody know why you're listening to Red Wings Rant, why you like us, and. Uh, It'll help grow the show. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube right now, if you hit that subscribe button, hit the notifications button, uh, people are going to find us. So I appreciate that as well. Uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Sorry for another shorty. We are going to jump back into it once the season starts. We'll have those longer episodes. We'll be going live twice a week. Uh, just right now, uh, not so much. But um, I appreciate your patience, uh, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you're listening to this on Labor Day, I hope you're relaxing and having a good time, having some hot dogs and burgers. Have a good one.